The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast. We're the podcast that gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more. All from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And today we have a top 10 episode for you. Uh, a little bit more unusual than than talking about uh, kind of the media of our day. We're going to be talking about the food mm-hmm. of our childhood. We're going to count down our top 10 90s snacks. Which admittedly kind of came down to my top 10 90s food. Because some of them might be snacks. Some of them might not be snacks. Yeah. Depends on how you look at them. Yeah, fair. It is, it is kind of tough. Uh, and overall, I had a tough time with this one. Well, you have to one. There's a couple different things that made this so difficult. There is so much good food that I remember, like snacks and candies and et cetera, et cetera, um, from that era. But also, we didn't state that it has to start in the '90s. Um, so because no. it had to either be popular in the '90s or like I feel like I had to have a nostalgic memory to tie into the '90s for because yeah. some, some of these I have are much older than the '90s. Yeah, there were a few of them that I know for a fact didn't come around in the '90s. They came uh, came in, you know, well before. Um, but to me, I I just kind of these are all things that I found synonymous mm. with the '90s. Okay, either they got really popular for some reason at the time or something like that. So I mean, I did I did leave out some stuff that like. Like one of my favorite candies is M and M's. M and M's has been around for a while. I didn't put M and M's on my list because M and M's has always been popular. Yeah, I tried to make it more of a nostalgic thing. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. This is definitely more of a nostalgic thing for me. But I mean, I've got a bunch of here. I mean, I think I, I, someone could have a completely different list without any of my top ten on them, and I think it's a totally valid list because there's a right. lot that I had to take out. I have a huge like initial <laughs> list on this one. <laughs> And I wish I kind of, you know, I would have loved to go back and taste every single one of these like we did with our right. cereal one and like, you know, ooh, I want to have that and then like rank them that way. But I, you know, some of these don't exist anymore. Um, right. And, you know, also, I ain't got the time for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got the time, nor do I need all of that sugar. Yeah. I, I do think uh, I'm still trying to take off some of the weight I gained from that cereal, <laughs> cereal. Uh, episode. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there's not too much background to really talk about this, so maybe we'll just kind of dive into our list sure. and see what goes. Uh, I'll go ahead and start us off with a number 10, because I feel like my number 10 is the one that could least be considered a snack. Okay. It's more of a, it, a food or a meal of itself, but I definitely remembered eating these when I was a kid, and that was oatmeal swirlers. Okay. Yeah, I was, I absolutely remember oatmeal swirlers. Um, I don't have as big of a nostalgic tie. I actually didn't even make my, my big list personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember eating oatmeal a lot when we were a kid. Mostly it was just uh, like oatmeal with some brown sugar yeah. and raisins. Yeah. Um, I remember oatmeal is like one of the few foods that I actually love raisins in. Mm. <laughs> raisins are fine. Um, I I don't know where this whole stereotype about white people putting raisins in mac and cheese came from. Is that that's um, a thing? That was a, apparently that's a thing. What? Um, yeah, I, I don't know anyone who ever did that. Um, I know some kids who put ketchup on their mac and yeah, cheese. Yeah, I, I, I feel I've like that was a southern people. thing. Yeah. Um, but raisins, actually, raisins and oatmeal, I think, is actually one of the 
was is a great thing. Mm. Um, but these, they had like a little. It was like a fruit or sort of a sweet little gelatin yep. thing that you would s- squeeze into the oatmeal and kind of stir it in. Um, and I remember really, really liking these. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good call. Uh, all right, well, what was your number ten? Uh, so my number ten. <clears throat> Oh, man, I, I could rearrange this whole damn list. I even like probably like my <laughs> bottom five. I could just take out and then put in a different five. If I, there's a whole bunch. I'm going to have a lot of honorable yeah. mentions. I'll say. How about that? Um, okay. But ultimately, my number 10 made my list um, because they introduced a certain flavor in 1992 or a variation in 1992. But they've been around since 1964. Uh, and there's a chance these are on your list because I know you love these. Uh, my number 10 are Pop-Tarts. Oh, I, you know what? I immediately dismissed Pop Tarts because I was like, "Oh, I know they're older than that." Yeah. And they, did, did they what? What flavor did they introduce? S'mores came out in 1992. And oh, see, I don't like s'mores. I do, man. I do, man. Now, granted, our house and our mother, and actually, and I think, and you've picked up on this, is a uh-huh. brown sugar family. <laughs> oh yeah, brown sugar and cinnamon is the only way to go. In my <laughs> see, but I love the s'mores one, and so we would also get the s'mores one, and that was when like Pop Tarts really started adding these funkier stuff. They ended up getting a lot right. more like we now Pop Tarts are off on the fucking rails, like they have gone nuts. Um, <laughs> but for the longest time, they had like fruit flavors, which I don't touch the fruit flavors. I cannot. I don't stand either. Dan, the fruit flavors. I don't like them. Um, and is we are a brown sugar. But in 1992, they came out with the s'mores, and it's got, like, the stripe of white and then the two chocolates, yep. guys. It is awesome, and it adds just another chocolatey flavor in there, and so I loved them, and I think that's why kind of I have a 90s thing for Pop-Tarts. Well, you'll be happy to know I'm pretty sure that's my son's favorite flavor there as you well. Go. There you go. Um, I mean, I normally just keep the brown sugar and cinnamon ones because, I mean, he likes those too, and that's mm-hmm. that's good. They, they, and Pop-Tarts are, are great food because – they're meant to be toasted, but I don't know that many people who actually toast them. They just eat True. them kind of cold. And they, honestly, that's mostly what I do. But every so often, I got to tell you, the taste of a warm brown cinnamon and sugar Pop-Tart uh-huh. just, it I don't know, maybe it just tastes like home to me. Cause it, yeah. I, and I, and I, and you know what? I do what our mother did, which is I warm the Pop Tart, and this is only when I heat it with butter, and I cut it in half uh. lengthwise with butter. Dude, put butter on the back after you warm it. Oh yeah. Oh God, no, I, I, I don't remember that at all. I've never. You're the first person I've ever uh, heard say that. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but I remember our our mother used to cut it lengthwise in half when she'd give us the warm ones. So it is a weird thing. You're right because I. I mean, I don't keep uh, Pop-Tarts in the house, um, but I don't eat them hot very often. But without right. question, they're better hot than they are room temperature to me. But I right. just don't – I don't want to waste the time. I'm too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But they, there's want- something – you're right. There is something just warming and by, like, cuddling with a – you feel – you're right. You feel at home. There's something about yeah. a warm Pop-Tart that works. I'm I'm I I get one and I'm all of a sudden I'm I'm back at home. I'm not back at home, but I'm I'm yeah. back at our house that, you know, when we were when I was a teenager, sitting at the kitchen table, just, you know, warm pop tart on a paper plate. Yeah. And that just makes me think of those times. So uh Jeff, try just like a thin little warm it, thin little thing of butter on top. It's good stuff too. Okay. Yeah. You'd learn something new every day. Yeah, make your meal, make your Pop-Tart more unhealthy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, number nine. Um, My number nine 
has a chance to be higher on your list. But with the way you're talking, it's actually kind of hard to, to know. I didn't eat them all that much, but I do remember eating them and enjoying them. My number nine is Dunkaroos. Higher on my list. Okay. Yeah. I figured it might be. Yeah. I mean, they're very yeah, nostalgic. We'll, we'll get to those. Um, my number nine is, uh, is a candy, and it's one that I didn't eat all that much, but it was one that I just have massive memories in the 90s. And I, my number nine is Warheads. Uh, are they like the sour ones? The super sour candies. Yeah, yes. I don't like sour candies, so that was See, never going to make my list. I'm not a huge sour candy, but to me, all right, I just have I have very fond memories of Warheads eating them on the bus with people from school, basically, or you know your your bus ride, your bus ride people, and it was mm-hmm. less of an enjoyable food and more of a rite of passage. And it became a who could eat the most sour uh, warheads. And they came up with like, yeah, these like atomic warheads or whatever. Like the ones with like the black labeling were the worst. And anybody who could who could suffer through that was like the there was that was like the manliest man of them all, Uh, you know. So there was just it was just something it was something about warheads and bus rides. And like, you know, you were kind of like proven to each other how extreme you were because this was. This was like the epitome of like late 90s extreme marketing when these warheads took off. They actually were invented in Taiwan in 1975. Uh, And then they first came to the U.S. in 93. But I'm pretty sure it was the late 90s when like extreme marketing took out, took took a thing. um, Right. That that's what they were. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't love. Now, granted, they were nice and sweet once you got through like the first like few seconds of like the super sour. But. They weren't amazing. I'm not a big sour candy guy, and this is the only sour candy on my list, but it's because I just remember, hey, buddy, you got to try this. Can you handle this? And, like, that's <laughs> that was the thing when you were a kid. So I, I love that. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, all right. Let's go on to number eight. Number eight is the only drink that I have on my list. Uh, I didn't put any drinks. I, I have another one that kind of didn't quite make it. But this was, I don't know what my obsession was with this drink, and I don't know if it was maybe the marketing in the 90s that really got it, got me to it, but I, I love me some chalky milk, and well, my number eight is Yoohoo. I mean, I love me some Yoohoo. Um, it still will be like a treat. If I really want to like, just treat myself one time, I'll grab me a <laughs> Yoohoo, but it, it, it happens infrequently. Not on my list, but I, I mean, I love Yoohoo. Yeah, I, I kind of, like, again, the definition of snack yeah. really just really should just be food, but I, I like the word snacks better. Um, I, Yoo-Hoo was one of my, you know, go-tos, especially when I was in high school for some reason. Like, not all the time, but just like, you know, in the times when I was at, waiting after school for that marching band rehearsal, you know, or, you know I'm sure other people had something similar that we the rehearsal was not right after school, so you have like time to kill. Yeah. So we'd go down to the gas station and get something. I'd always inevitably, I'd either get a Coke or a YooHoo, and I don't know. There's just something that I love about it. It's it's not even to me the best tasting chocolate milk. But <laughs> it's not even it's just, John. It's chocolate drink. It is not chocolate right. milk. <laughs> you're right. It's chocolate drink. But it just has this flavor that just re- reminds me of childhood. Yeah, uh, I it's, it's the absolute same. Like every, I, I won't get the. I've had you who out of cans. I've you had you had like the the boxes, but you had like the glass is kind of how I like it best. The glass. Well, I like it in like the glass bottle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, glass bottle yeah. is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. What's your number eight? 
Uh, my number eight is, I think, the oldest candy on my list. Um, and yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this didn't hit yours because it's not like maybe not not screaming super 90s. Um, this one came out in 1931, uh, but the marketing lasted forever um, after a commercial from the 70s um, with Mr. Owl, Mr. Turtle, and Mr. Whoever. Uh, mine is Tootsie Pops. Yeah, it didn't make my list because Tootsie Pops, to me, are synonymous with the 80s. Okay. Um, because I remember when we used to go to the skating rink, Tootsie Pops was one of the few treats I could afford uh, uh, whenever I had like change and stuff like that. And for some reason, I always, I always in my head, uh, associate Tootsie Pops with going to the skating rink. So and to me, it was an 80s treat. And, and I think those that five-year difference... Uh, is work where I probably had more Tootsie Pops from like the age five to ten or whatnot is right. in the nineties, um, and so I, I I kind of associate them with like those that early nineties for me. Um, though that commercial that came out in the seventies like that still still played. I feel like every generation knows the Tootsie Pops. My commercial. daughter quoted it to me just yesterday. There, there you go. So she uh, she I mean she still knows it. So. One two hoo hoo a three <laughs> crunch um, a three. It's it's uh. Yeah, that marketing is fantastic. Um, I remember also, and I can't remember if this was at like at like the public pool or if this was at some of the, maybe a convenience store. There was a thing that like if you had a star on your package, they would give you a different free Tootsie Pop. And huh. and so like, but I, I I think it was honestly just each store kind of like could decide if that was a thing or not. But like that was something I kind of remember. I remember like honestly getting a Tootsie Pop and seeing if it had like this star on it that I could redeem for another free Tootsie Pop. Huh? So I just kind of have these memories of doing that when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say far and away, like it's not close. My favorite is the Brown, the, the, the chocolate Tootsie Pop yeah. is the best. Absolutely. In fact, that's the only one I think of. Yeah. When I think of Tootsie Pops, immediately I think of the brown Tootsie Pops. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Um, there have been multiple independent studies about how many licks it actually takes. Uh, <laughs> and it's different for everybody with, you know, your acidity and whatnot. And Yeah, of course. Uh, so, But it's somewhere seems to be around-ish between 100 to 300 licks. Because <laughs> also they're not like... One. They're not perfectly center either. They're kind of like depends right. on where you start licking shit like that. Yeah, as I say, that's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty wide range. I I will say, yeah, you know, I'll suck enough, but like I'm 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 like Mr. Owl. I will take a big old honking crunch out of it as soon as I can. As soon as I feel like it's soft enough to crunch, I crunch that thing. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah, and it's so satisfying. It is when you do it. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of satisfying, let's go to our number seven and. My number seven also had a surprise in the middle. It was Gushers. Higher on my list. Okay. I thought it might. That's why I didn't yep. give too much of an intro. All right. What's your number seven then? So I think my number seven is going to fall very similarly into where the Tootsie Pops did, where you uh, associate them with the 80s, I associate them with the 90s. Because um, this, this gum came out in 1980, uh, but it was dependent probably on when we were each in Little League because baseball had a lot to do with this gum. My number seven is Big League Chew. 
And you are absolutely right. I absolutely associate them with the 80s and not the 90s. And that's when you started Little League and what, and I was in Little League in the early 90s. And it mm-hmm. is just, it is a baseball thing because you right. wanted to emulate like your baseball <laughs> stars who had that fucking, literally, they had dip in their mouth. And this yeah. is exactly, they had chew. And that's what right. this is. And hell, this, these things are still around. Like, what a time we lived in, man. <laughs> but... Yeah, exactly. I associate that gum, you know, with with Little League Baseball and stuff like that. And so you grab it and you chew it. And the gum is subpar. It's not it's not great gum. <laughs> not great. But you're there for the experience, exactly. not the flavor. And I would say part of that experience is shoving as much of it as you can in your <laughs> mouth and see how much you can still chew. Yeah. Like, I think every kid did that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And the gum, actually, it was uh, created by a like a minor league pitcher uh, and a bat boy. And oh, wow. So, so that's pretty cool. So, nice. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, 100% because I associate Little League Baseball with my early 90s and Big League Chew. With that, it goes right. along with it. But it was a fun. I mean, hell, it's a little shredded gum. You just chuck it in there. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. So my number six, I kind of flip-flop between this one and another one. And I don't know if I was just more nostalgic for this one or what, but this one won over. I'm not going to lead too much into it. I think there's a possibility. It, I bet it made your big list, but I'm not sure it's going to make mm. your top 10. My number six is String Thing. Made my big list. Didn't, didn't okay. make this one, yeah. Um, I just, I I enjoyed peeling the, it was like, uh, I feel like it was either like a piece of like cardboard or something. Yeah, like a, yeah, pa- a cardboard, like a, yep, like a white paper paperback thing. Yeah, and then you pull it off and it was all stringy. And I remember I would try to, first you'd peel it off and then I'd try to like, like spaghetti noodles suck it uh, off of the thing to see if you could do, see how much you could suck it in. Um, I mean, it was just a, like a kind of a chewy gummy fruit flavored thing. wasn't too much about it. It was the fun of this, like it was, it was the fun of playing with it. Mm-hmm. That's why I think kids our age loved it. Yeah. 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 They were fun. Exactly. They were cute little shapes. Um, I would inevitably pull them off, ball it up and chuck it in my mouth at once. <laughs> <laughs> That's typically how I did it, um, but they were yeah they were fun and artisticy and kind of yeah they were cute. We did we did have quite a bit of string things. I absolutely remember those in the house. Yeah, they were probably cheap. That's oh probably yeah. probably why we had them. Yeah. Um, God, I can't believe you balled them up. Of course. Oh man, <laughs> to me that's the same as like just taking a a bite out of string cheese without actually. Pulling uh, that's apart how I the eat my. Cheese. That's exactly how oh I my eat my. God. I never I never pull the string. I just fucking you eat them. monster. Yeah. You monster. <laughs> All right. What was your number six then? Uh, my number six uh, is a cookie and icing combination that you already mentioned. It is Dunkaroos. Yeah. So, so they came out in 1990 and it's just, you know, a simple concept, cookie and sugar uh, or yeah, cookie and, and icing put together. Yeah. But it had great marketing with the, you know, the whole kangaroo bit and the Australian things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were. I mean, and also kind of like a basket. It was a basketball playing kangaroo. So dunk, right. Dunkaroos. Dunk. Exactly. Um, yeah, they they were just good. Now there was a problem with them, and it was there was never enough icing. I would always I would always finish <laughs> the icing before I finished the cookies. I think that was because you weren't meant to put so much <laughs> icing on each cookie, but inevitably, the cookie is there to get the icing to your mouth. Yeah, it is the spoon. Exactly. No, you know nobody nobody goes for the cookie and be like, oh man, the cookie. It's that I'm using this cookie as an edible spoon to get the icing. To my mouth. Yes. Uh, now, so, in 2020, they brought these back. Did you did you get a, a packet of these at all? Uh, I don't think that I have. 
Um, I don't know that our kids have asked for it. There are similar enough candies out there that have like a similar thing. So I don't know that they felt like they needed it. I think it was definitely marketed towards the nostalgic crowd who were like, oh, I remember yes. these from when I was a kid. Yeah, I think you can still probably find them in the stores now. I think I, you can. I got one, um, and I was disappointed. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I mean, there's better cookies out there. There's better icing out there. Right. It's just, it was just the nostalgia thing, and you know, they're fine. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you know, they, I leave them in my past. That's kind of how I did. Yeah. But I did like them. Absolutely good branding and enjoyable yeah. little cookie. Uh, all right, number five. Oh, so my number five. I don't know. If you really consider it a snack, most people consider it a meal or lunch because it's in the name. Yeah. My number five is Lunchables. Uh, honorable mention, and I I ultimately didn't go with it because it is a quote-unquote meal. <laughs> right. Um, although I don't I don't know. I I never eat just a Lunchable, and I'm like, oh, I'm satisfied with lunch. I was like, all right, that's good. Now where's the real food? Even as a kid, it's not all that much food. <laughs> no, but I tell you what, when we had them, Lunchables were just the package with basically just the cracker, the meat, yeah. and the cheese. Nowadays, they have all kinds of other stuff. And I know this because that is all my son wants to eat for lunch uh. is a Lunchable. Like that's <laughs> his favorite thing to eat. And he usually, here's the weird thing. Two of his favorite foods, chicken nuggets, and pizza. Guess which Lunchables he hates to eat? The chicken nuggets and the and the pizza. I remember when the Lunchable pizza came out. It is not a great. I the, I ate the Lunchable pizzas a lot. I was right. a Lunchable pizza fan. Um, but the thing is, I was not a Lunchable pizza fan for lunch because they suck cold. You have yeah. to heat up the Lunchable pizza, and then it's good. Well, for a kid, it was good. Right. But even I even I recognize the cold Lunchable pizza is trash. Yeah. Uh, he only likes the just the regular kind of like meat yeah. and cheese cracker ones, but they come with a dessert as well now, and mm-hmm. you can get them with a drink, with usually with a Capri Sun. Yeah, yeah. That it comes yeah. with. Um, I think you can even get some with like a bottle of water. Um, but uh, this, you know, Lunchables is a is something that you know <laughs> people call it. It's charcuterie for kids, yes. or nowadays uh, people refer to a security board as adult lunchables yeah i mean yeah so, I, i've heard that same thing of like oh man why are all these ki- are these like adults into charcuterie boards like well because that's what we grew up on <laughs> right. like of course <laughs> i mean so. give me a, a good like traditional charcuterie board any day mm-hmm. and mostly the thing is is charcuterie boards are actually mostly supposed to just be meats mm, okay. the crackers and cheese things i think is just what we're used to with the lunchables but yeah a true charcuterie board is mostly just going to be meats. Okay. Uh, All right, number five. Number five uh, is uh, another kind of cookie-esque kind of thing. And I remember us having these in our house pretty often. Actually, maybe because I remember our sister really loving these cookies. Um, they were delicious little bears, man. I went with Teddy Grahams. Oh, how did I forget about Teddy Grahams? We ha- I, I swear we had these on pretty often at the house. I'm pretty sure we did too, and I think they're still around. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they I are. Because I, I think, I, I think I have given some to my kids when they were little. I don't mm-hmm. really, they don't really eat them now. You know what? I liked Teddy Grahams. Yeah, I thought they were really good. Graham cracker with like, there's like a sweet sticky coating over the top of them. Yeah, because they, if it, they like were three, honey or something. Three flavors: honey, cinnamon, and chocolate. And I think we had honey more than anything. And I, and that's my favorite yeah. that I can think of. Yeah, um, they're basically like graham crackers, but in little 
bear-shaped bear cookie form. form. Yeah. Uh, they were first introduced in 1988. Um, but yeah, there's just something there's something delicious about them. And I remember them being in the house very often. I remember I used to always bite the head off first. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You got to. <laughs> it's the same way with animal crackers or yes. anything with a shape like that. You got to bite the head first. Yep. Without question. But yeah, I, I just I always remember thinking fondly about this. The Teddy Grahams being like, man, that's just a good little fucking cookie. Yeah, it so. really was. Mm-hmm. God, this makes me want to go to the store and buy some. Yeah, I know. Maybe we do need to do some taste tests. <laughs> uh, all right. Number four. That's a. I think this one could be considered a snack. Uh, it's definitely one you have to heat up, though. Um, so, I mean, it could be a meal or it could be a snack. It depends on how hungry you are. But um, our father kind of introduced these to our to my son. I think he just made them once uh, last year um, while they, they were basically at home for most of the school year. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dad basically became their lunch lady. Mm-hmm. Even even while he was going through his initial cancer treatments and stuff like that, he took it upon himself to be their lunch lady. And so every he, every week he would sit them down on Sunday night. All right, this is what we're going to have. And then on Friday they'd let them pick. And at one point he introduced this, and it became my son's pick every Friday. He's like, uh, every Friday <laughs> I want bagel bites. Uh, uh-huh. I can see him loving those. Yeah, those are good. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening. Pizza at supper time. Like, that is, the marketing oh, yeah. was awesome. Absolutely. Um, I don't even think they're great little yeah. foods. They're not. <laughs> they're not. But um, definitely nostalgic for the food. And I think that played in more than anything as to why it was so high. I respect, I don't remember having a bunch of bagel bites when I was younger. Um, now, they were they were around. They were good. They were, they were fine. They were solid. Yeah. I mean, there was... They're exciting. It was little pizzas, little mini pizzas on a bagel. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not solid pizza, but they are fun. Kids love them. College mm-hmm. students, I feel like, really fucking love them. Oh, I'm pretty sure I had my fair share of bagel bites when I was in college. There you go. There you go. That's a good Cause call. Because they, you can microwave them. You can put them in the toaster oven. It's good. Yeah, they are very good. All right, what was your number four? All right, my number four uh, dives into... The uh, back into the world of gummy candies, diving into the deep end where the sharks live. It's shark bites. This is my number four. higher on my list. Okay, <laughs> higher on my list. Uh, all right, number three. Uh, we're going through these pretty well. Honestly, I'm not surprised. This one might be a little bit of a shorter episode. Mm-hmm. There's not too much to talk about. There's nothing to play, but it's just kind of fun talking about these uh, nostalgic things. I don't expect this one to be on your list. I'm not sure this is even going to make anything, uh, or I'm not sure this is even going to have made your big list. And I don't know why I remember this, but I do remember that for some reason I really, really loved this particular little snack, and I only ever got the strawberry flavor. And I don't know if this is one that mom got for us, or because like if she got specifically for us, or how I came upon it. But I loved me. Some Dannon Sprinklins. Higher on my list. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> no, that was your number three? That was my number three. Okay. Uh, my number three is a just a fantastic candy they don't make anymore. Um, the, the also great advertising and marketing uh, because it had the entire Simpsons brand behind it. My number three is Butterfinger BBs. Higher on my list. Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) All right. Our top three are, yep. 
completely uh, kind of mine are all all shown now. Yeah, so so are mine. And yeah, I, for some reason, I didn't think that we were gonna have too much in common with this. Yeah, and somehow we we definitely remembered these top three. <laughs> yep. Um. All right. Well, let's. Uh, oh gosh. I guess we can start with anywhere. Um. Well, let's start with. Um, We'll see how this goes. So my number three was Dan and Sprinklin. So let's talk about Dan and Sprinklin's first. All right, and that's my number one, actually. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. I yogurt was just never a thing that I ever saw myself eating in them. For some reason, I don't know if mom just got them because she wanted us to try and eat healthier. Not that I think they were healthier. I think they were still full of sugar. Um, but it was strawberry yogurt, and you could. I mean, they had other flavors, but strawberry was the only one. That's that the only one we got. It was yeah. so good. Uh, and you, they had little they had a little packet on top that you pull away and sprinkles on and you just mix them into the yogurt, and for some reason I love that. And to this day, if I ever get yogurt, it is only strawberry flavored. Yeah, that is the only one I can <laughs> handle. So I, I thought I was gonna like surprise you with the with Dan and Sprinkles <laughs> as my number one because they are they're very nostalgic for me because I remember mom got them all the time. There was like a little four pack or whatever, and it was right. always in the fridge and um. Yeah, we pulled up. You you pull out the little top part, and they would have it kind of be a surprise sometimes, where the different shapes of of sprinkles, and then right at some point they also kind of did ones that would kind of change the color of your yogurt, which didn't matter. Right. I love like just the regular sprinkles, and yeah. I I was so dead certain you were not going to have that on your list, but you, <laughs> yeah, like we had those all the time in the house, and I think it was because mom was trying to like she felt better buying that, but it's still just <laughs> it's still just like sugar out the ass, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, but I, like the idea of yogurt, it's because yogurt is often seen as oh, it's a healthy, it's a health food. Yeah. you know, it's for that. And and for some reason, I just love that. And oddly enough, I really stopped eating yogurt after we stopped getting those. Uh huh. And I don't know what it was about that particular one because that was the only time I really would want to well, eat it. It's the sugar, John. There's so much well, yeah. sugar probably in the yogurt and then also sprinkles. <laughs> so they were introduced in like 95 and discontinued in 2001. So they had a fairly oh, wow. short life, but but they made an impact at least on the Spee's household. Apparently, yeah. yeah. God, I wonder if... Uh, I almost want to hear our, our sister's reactions to the, this list and see yeah. how many of these she actually remembers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am so. particularly curious. So I, I'm kind of shocked that we had so, so much similar at the top. All right. Well, what was your number three again? Uh, Butterfinger BBs, and that was my number one. Okay, so we yeah we flipped, we, we flipped on those, and our number two are two different uh, uh, fruit candies, uh, fruit fruit things. So oh, what was your fruit thing? Oh, Gushers. Uh, Gushers, Gushers is my number okay. two, and your number okay. two is Shark Bites. It's shark Bites. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, let's see here. Why don't we? Oh gosh, there's. It's kind of figure out how we're going to talk about this. Yeah. Um. Let's go ahead and talk about Butterfinger BBs since it was your number three. Sure. Uh, introduced in 1992 and then discontinued in 2006. They were just, they were the perfect little balls of, del- like, Butterfinger was one of my favorite. It's still, well, mostly is one of my favorite. They changed, like, the formula. It doesn't taste as good now. It doesn't, it does not taste the same, but I, yeah. I still love Butterfinger, but for some reason, like, I don't like, I just don't like getting the candy bar as much anymore. Yeah. It's not, I, f- I feel like it's almost, like, too much like i feel like it's too sugary yeah but it's still my favorite flavor of blizzard to get oh, dairy nice. queen and i feel like that's just it's the right amount of mm. having the 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 butterfinger in yeah uh in with some ice cream but the, the, the bb's were the perfect little bite absolutely you could it. pop a one or a couple in your mouth they were great yeah. 
Um, and they did, so they took them on the market. They brought back, they have Butterfinger Bites, which actually I see them almost only at like movie theaters. I swear they're in every movie theater. Yeah. Uh, but they're around, they're not as good. There's something yeah. about the, the ball. I love a good ball in my mouth. <laughs> and... <laughs> But I'm just, whatever it is, actually, the shape just works better as a ball. Yeah. Um, maybe they wanted to get away from, like, the violent, quote-unquote, BB marketing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. But they were they they were the best as BBs, and I think they just had the best flavor. They had the, yeah. the, the, the you know, I, I enjoyed that shape better than, like, because they're, they're little squares now, and they're not, it's not as good. Um, I prefer, the, yeah, the BBs were perfect. And then you had, like, Bart Simpson was their main mascot. And, like, right. who didn't fucking love Bart Simpson in the 90s? Absolutely. I think my favorite way to eat Butterfinger now is actually the fun size. Ah, uh, okay. It, I think it's just about the right amount because it's so sugary. It's yeah. so much that I feel like having, like, a regular size one afterwards, I feel like I need to call my dentist and confess <laughs> every time I have, like, a full-size Butterfinger. Yeah. Or my doctor, too. Who knows? Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, let's well, start, I, we, we can say let's save shark bites and I'll, uh, or how about that? Because I had that at my number four, and you had like gushers at your seven or something like that. Gushers was seven, yeah, yeah. Well, then I'll go for I'll go first with gushers, and then we can together end on, uh, on a pretty high bites. one with shark bites. Okay. So, so uh, gushers were introduced in 1991. They're still available. So it's famous. You know, you have that fruit juice in the center. Yeah, you love that little explosion of flavor. It, for some reason, it's it's always jarring every time <laughs> for me. It's like I know it's coming, but it, it's unexpected. But in a in a good way. They had those commercials where the kids would like pop one and their head turned into a different fruit. I thought that right. was cool. Cool. Oh, commercial. that was the Gushers commercial. I remember the commercial, but I didn't remember associating that with Gushers. Yeah. So, I want to tell you, John, I have a problem. Uh-oh. Uh oh. My problem is with Gushers, uh-huh. and it's the problem is on my end. Um, because I do not have self-control. So <laughs> this is how I eat gushers, okay? I will open a pack, I shove the entire pack in my mouth, and just chew <laughs> them all up and eat them all together. I will then immediately repeat that until the entire box of gushers is gone. Once I open a box of gushers, I finish a box of gushers, and so I do not allow myself to buy gushers anymore. <laughs> wow. I, I can't um, eat them one at a time. I have to. I just <laughs> the whole thing. That's um, that's uh, honestly amazing self awareness, Adam. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad you felt like you could speak that so uh, to us today. There's there's about four different things that happen, and I'm going to mention them all right now. So gushers, I have no self control because that's how I eat them. Uh-huh. Another one is if when I have uh, Nilla wafers and milk, I will continue to just eat the vanilla wafers and milk until either the vanilla wafers are gone or the milk is gone and I can't stop myself. Another one is like chips and salsa. If I have chips and salsa in the house, I just cannot stop myself. And the last one is um, easy cheese and wheat thins. I will. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I open up easy cheese or wheat thins, I will continue until one of them is gone. And then I have to stop. You know, it's just. And so I try my best not to have any of those in the house. I. I'm with you on the easy cheese and wheat thins. That uh, anytime that's there, like it's so easy to just snack on it and almost like forget that you're eating it. Yeah. Um, although the chips and salsa one seems like a healthier alternative. Uh, chips are not healthy. Salsa is, is <laughs> hell, definitely healthier than some of the other stuff. Right. Um, but because for me it would be chips and queso dip. Oh yeah, queso's good. Yeah, love queso. But yeah, there's something about the wheat thins and easy cheese. Uh huh. That's just it's a it's a good snack. Yes. Oh yeah, it is. 
I mean, it's ter- I mean, it's plastic cheese. It comes in a can. It squirts out. But exactly. fuck, I, fuck if I don't love it. Yeah. America. <laughs> All right. Let's talk Sharp Bites. Cool. I mean, you know, they were good. But let's be honest. You wanted the Great White. Oh, the, whatever it was, that was like the pinnacle of like singular. If I had to pick like a single piece of right. a single one fruit snack, it's the Great White Shark fruit snack. Yeah. I don't even remember if it had a flavor or what the flavor was. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just remember, I don't, I'm pretty sure that it it didn't always show up in every pack. Am I remembering no. that right? Correct. Yeah. It wasn't every single pack. And so you were always excited. And it was just, it was bigger than the other ones. And it just, mm-hmm. it seemed denser. Yeah. I don't know what material that they was that use it. And so, you know, you, you get a pack, and if there were other packs laying around, oh, I didn't get a great white. I got to open up another pack exactly. and try for a great white. Um, I don't even remember if they were particularly any, any good. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember loving them, remember eating yeah. them a lot. I'm sure they were high in sugar, and so we became addicted to them. Yeah. But, some, you know, something about the fun of the, the great white. Of course, I also remember the commercials and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there was also a tiger shark one that came out later that was kind of yeah. another special one because it was multiple colored i remember being like striped and i like that one too but the, the great white was the iconic uh yeah. one they came out in 1988 um i apparently i saw that these have been a, a, available as recently as like 2018 i think they're fully discontinued now um but even in like 2018 they changed so much that they weren't even close to the same fruit snack that we kind of right. knew and loved I'm sure. I'm sure since the 90s, food regulations have changed a bit. Yeah, probably. And so what ingredients they can use or are healthy for human consumption has probably yeah. changed. Damn you, government. I hate you. I didn't want to just fill myself <laughs> with terrible, awful stuff for me so I die earlier. All right. Um, I really actually didn't have that many um, honorable mentions. The other oh. drink I was going to mention was Surge. Oh, yeah. I love Surge. Um. So, but it uh, sounds like you have a good number of honorable I, mentions. So, why don't you go I, ahead and rattle some off? Yeah, I'm just going to rattle a whole bunch off. Um, and then, if you have anything you want to just add in about them, because there's there's a bunch of stuff. Um, fruit stripe gum, the explosion, and then the immediate loss of flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Like, yeah. That's, that's so good. I actually had zebra cakes on my list for a minute, but like those things were introduced in 67. And I, and I can't really, li- there's nothing that really nailed down to the 90s as yeah. a memory for them. So it's kind of just because I was a kid then. But Yeah, I, I, say, I liked zebra cakes when I was a kid around the 90s, but like nothing that really ties it to me. Yeah. Uh, handy snacks, which was the cracker and cheese and the little oh, red yeah. stick. Like that was, a, that was a thing. Same with that like was- once they kind of came into Ritz Bit sandwiches, like the little uh cheese in between like the small Ritz bits I like those mm-hmm. um other other fruity ones the fruit roll-ups as well yeah. I love those and fruit by the foot those are both fantastic that was the fruit by the foot was the one I was struggling with with that or string thing and I was I ended up yeah. going to string thing because I remember yeah. that more now with almost every single one of these just like string thing I end up just balling it up and shoving it in my mouth <laughs> like fruit roll-ups I just literally I pull the the plastic sheet off ball it chug it in and pretty much with with uh, the fruit by the foot as well I will admit I actually did that with uh, uh, fruit roll-ups yeah yeah uh airheads which I don't know airheads are probably more 80s I can't remember when they came out but I love the right. mystery flavor airheads the white one I, I never ate any of them yeah we weren't big into these in our family, but Totino's pizza rolls were big for some people for sure. Yeah. yeah. I remember. I mean, I remember them being around. Yeah, we definitely didn't need them all that much. No. Uh, Flintstone's Push Pops. They were like an orange sickle kind of flavor. Okay. I loved those. 
Um, tongue splashers gum. I remember getting those from, I believe, the the skating rink, uh, where it would you would eat them and they would change the color of your tongue. Oh, I definitely don't remember those. They came in like a it's like a paint can kind of a looking thing. <laughs> I because this I remember that there was a drink that I wanted to mention or that I w- that would have made most was probably uh, Sobe. Uh, Sobe used to make this white kind of drink. I think they called it Life Water. I, I don't know. It wasn't Life Water. Whatever it was, but I liked those. Okay. Um, all right. Do you remember these? And these were had to be way older. That's why I couldn't tie them down to the 90s. It was basically sugar powder that kind of had like some fruity things. They were put in little plastic fruits. So like you would have like a uh, an orange and then it was kind of basically like a powder that came out. Oh, yeah, orange. yeah. I remember of the banana one being fucking fantastic because I love yes. artificial. I love fake banana. When it comes to fake banana flavor, that's the best. Laffy Taffy, banana is the fucking best. <laughs> um, same with any of that kind of stuff. Uh, I other do remember ones, those. Yep. And I, and I thought I remember those from the, the from the um, skating rink as well, like the fruit the fruit powdery okay. kind of things. Uh, kudos. Our mom used to buy the kudos. Oh, uh, that's right. Granola bars. Yeah. Quite a bit. Um, crispy M and M's were big in the nineties, and then they kind of went away. I think they're back now. They are back now. Yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan of them, but and that's and that's mostly it. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other stuff as well, but like you know, there's just so much, there's so much terrible food out there for you, and you love it all. Yeah, I don't know that this would be associated with the nineties, but the the whole fruit sugar thing made me think of dipsticks. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember, well, because that, like that was definitely a roller skating thing or, or a uh, yeah. younger. I remember having dips. So that was more know. of an 80s thing. But yeah. yeah, it was like the the candy stick that you just licked it and then you stuck it in the sugar. Yep. And get that in, which they the still sugar, make variations of. But The sugar was fine, but actually I like the stick the best. This, that thing, yeah, this, the stick was great. Mm-hmm. All right. I That was a fun little uh, kind yeah. of jaunt down memory lane talking about all these foods. I, I would like to say, I'd like to, really, I would love to hear from our listeners on this one, like yeah. what if, if you guys can at all respond, you know, put onto our social media or our whatever, what is like one of your favorites and like add a why, like what is, what is like, what is your nostalgic memory to, is it bagel bites? Your mom used to make them all the time as a snack when you came home, whatever. Let us know what is one of your favorite 90s snacks. I I'm in second that. Cause I really would love to hear, um, cause there, there are so many different people with different experiences that are going to have a different way. I, we would really, really love to hear it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. That was our top 10 90 snacks. Please join us next time as Adam and I break down the 1989 film Parenthood, discuss the 90s sitcom, the Parenthood, and recast Parenthood using actors of today. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. Everybody, I'm Corey, and I'm Zach, and we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark. 
a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.